are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Keeping it locked on Wildcats, coming to you live Thursday, but you're listening to this Friday. My name is uh, Mike Luke, joined by John Schuster. All right, now, this will probably be our second to last football breakdown for the next four months. So, you know what? Enjoy it. Embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace uh-huh. the A. Embrace the football. <laughs> Just embrace everything about what we're about to tell you. Um, here's what I always find. And a lot of folks are saying, after this season... Thank goodness. Here's what I find funny about the territorial cut. Okay. First of all, generally when you think of these deep-seated rivalries, mm-hmm. um, you think of programs that have been good. Your Michigans and Ohio States. Your uh... See, this is interesting. I, I, I don't necessarily agree with you on this, but keep going. You don't going. even know where I'm going. I don't. You're right. I think the most Maybe underrated I do. rivalries are the ones with teams that don't really matter. Uh, okay, thank you. You're right. I didn't know where you were going, and I'm glad you went there. Arizona football. I was impressed with the detour that you took to get to where you got. Well, it was almost like I was driving on the 405. Oh, you know, I, I, I'm going down back streets before <laughs> I'm getting onto that main road. But no, I... Arizona-ASU is a legitimately really fun rivalry because both sides really do hate each other. Yes. There's nothing like mm-hmm. there's nothing fake about right. this a- animosity at all. I mean, on one side you've got Phoenix and the a- and ASU that basically thinks that they're USC in football and UCLA in basketball and because oh we have 5 million people here when in actuality you kind of suck at both. And at Arizona, you've got a school that kind of knows that they aren't good at football, but also doesn't understand why they aren't lumped in with Duke when it comes to basketball. (laughs) So all of this emerges come Territorial Cup week time when you have two programs converging that don't really matter in the grand scheme of football. But they also have so many different socioeconomic differences and philosophical approach. The difference between Phoenix... And Tucson is so glaring that it's ideal for something like a sports rivalry and a, and a one time a year football. It game. is, and you know, and then you've got people like two that for people in Phoenix saying to people in Tucson, basically, oh, like you you would basically assume that all of Phoenix is Scottsdale. You know, <laughs> yes, com- yes, you would. Com- yes. You know, compared uh-huh. to, other than the fact that you know when you get off a baseline and you know, <laughs> so. That's basically what we're dealing with here. And this rivalry really is not short on uh, uh, greatest moments. Still my favorite moment, I think, well, one of them, was the uh, the brawl after the Glenn Gable hit back in, I think, 1996. Is that Antoine Carter? Uh, no, that was when Kelvin ran onto the uh, field when they took out Daniel Greer. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And because it was one of the most, it was one of the filthiest plays of, mm-hmm. you, you'll ever see. And obviously there, there are 50 people fighting on the uh, field at the time. Uh, good work by Kelvin. I think Dick Tomey probably privately saluted him as well. But, um, but no, that's just the, uh, that's, that's just, I think kind of the animosity between the two groups, Richard Dice basically throwing away a potential NFL yeah. career so he could come back and give the finger if, uh, playing on no ACLs. Right. I mean, that's kind of what we're talking mm-hmm. about right here, John Schuster. No, I think that, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of truth to that. And it's, it's enjoyable that the animosity that is there is still there to a large yeah. degree, especially between the fan base. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, you know, we live in an era where we're supposed to pretend to all get along 
Nice, happy, and kind of like a bunch of Stepford, you know, yeah. Stepford existence. You know, we're all supposed to think the same and act the same and be told how to be the same. All this, screw that. Right. For when sure. it comes when 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 it comes to sports and it comes to football, sometimes hate is healthy. Right. Yes, it is. And these two you can thrive teams, off of it. You, you, these two teams hate each other. These two fan bases cannot stand each other, and it matters to them who wins this game. Mm. And and. And, and there's an, another uh, of many interesting dynamics. One of them is the way that ASU approaches it and Arizona approaches it. Arizona fans do not, that is ASU do not hide for a second that they want to beat ASU and hate ASU. Correct. Arizona's fan base does not hide that at all. Right. Up at ASU, because Phoenix is so much more important than Tucson. Yes, 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 yes. A lot of the ASU fans are a little bit more different. They, 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 they do the fake brush off. Yeah. Oh, oh, we don't. Oh, oh, this doesn't matter. Oh, there, is yeah. there another game this weekend? Yeah, I, I didn't know. But then yes. inevitably, what happens when they lose is that somebody gets pissed off and says, "Son of a bitch, we once again underplayed that rivalry and got our asses kicked by that stupid football program right. down in Tucson." And at some point, we've got to actually pay attention to what's going on here. Right. So their faux brush off works against them when Arizona actually wins that football game. Right. For sure. Uh, and 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 so those two components are are a couple of the very entertaining things that uh, go into the process. Unfortunately, I suspect that uh, tomorrow's game is going to not be attended by a whole hell of a lot of people live. There are going to be a lot of empty seats and a lot of people watching in now, other, now, uh, now from I, other I, venues. Now, I do have a question. First yeah. and foremost, I'll be consuming a Built Bar that day, mm-hmm. as will you. Mm-hmm. Um, that what, what you heard him drinking right now, you might think was actually Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar, but if John uh, Schuster, you mean the cream soda version, which yeah. I was totally not drinking, but that if John, wasn't. What, but if John yeah. Schuster could liquefy Built Bar yes, in a soft right. drink, uh-huh. it's happening. Out. It's happening. I mean, it, we're it's not even kidding. Absolutely it's absolutely happening. happening. And he's gulping it down. Uh-huh. He would be. He would see so many gains so quickly. That's right. That I'm just saying, if Built Bar comes out in a liquid form, mm-hmm. look out. That's Built Bar 2.0. There it is. Yes. Um. So there's your Built Bar read. Let's take a quick break. Come back with you with more hard hitting insight. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. All right, Arizona ASU. This is also, let's make fun of ASU for a few minutes. If ASU wasn't going to be good this year, they weren't going to be good. They suck. I mean, they just got, they just got their, uh, who did they just get? Oregon State. Oregon State. Oregon State yes, handled exactly. them easily. This is a, Fairly easily. This is a team that's just not very good. They started out awesome. Mm-hmm. I think they're five and one, and yeah. they've been, what, two and? They, they, I don't know that they ever started out, they, there was always concern. Yes, that's fair. There and the a- penalty aspect and the lack of discipline in terms of that never got better. Correct. And, and and I think folks who were concerned about where Arizona State could be and where ASU ultimately was viewed that as being an issue. But there were there were there were times this year where they played well mm-hmm. and they and they beat some good teams. Mm-hmm. And times this year where they got beat up. Right. And at Oregon State was one of those examples. And and so they are. I, I, I don't want to go Dennis Green here, but you yeah. know, to a large degree, mm-hmm. they've. It's kind of just. Would you bring Herm what, back? If it. Oh, if. Yes. Would you? I would. Okay. Uh, and I get that there's a lot of peripheral. One of the things that surprised me, and maybe, maybe this is a tease for next week. I'm sur- now, now. I don't know. Maybe Allow I'm wrong. The maven I to haven't. Be able to I haven't heard. You know, Mike Luke conspiracy corner yet. 
So I don't know if you've expanded upon not the, the Antonio Pierce mole theory. Uh, not uh, just the Antonio Pierce mole theory, but the inevitable Antonio Pierce's DC and Arizona theory. Oh, oh that you was know, so I haven't, I haven't heard that. You know, but so I'm sure that's out there. I, I'm sure Mike Luke Conspiracy Corner well, already. Why, why why wait when we could talk about that now? No, man. I mean, I mean why would we talk this about is, the game? Right, yes, exactly. We'll give you our predictions here in a second. But I do have a <laughs> serious question. If Antonio mm-hmm. Pierce did reemerge as the Arizona defensive coordinator uh-huh. next year, right? does my mole theory all of a sudden have some legs to oh, it? Oh, it has legs. It's like a centipede. Well, it's even more than a mole. It's got like thirty it's like legs. A, it's to like it. a centipede, thirty of the hundred, right? Or is that a thousand? I, I don't know I'm how many exactly legs centipedes sure have. Is. Millipedes have a thousand. Right. So, so, so you're thirty percent of the way there with your with with your theory based on the potential legs that it has. Right now, your theory has zero legs. I think it's got a little bit more than you think. Zero. It's got half a leg. You think there's some. Handy, you think there's some. Centi- you think there's some handicapped centipede kind of working in big circles off one leg, trying trying to grow a bunch of legs, like your conspiracy theory I'm with Antonio Pierce as an Arizona ASU Mole. And, and he got, went there and he got ASU in a lot of trouble. It, yeah, those things and, are true. And if he were to come back, <laughs> right? If he were to come back and we were to hail the victor coming back to Tucson, <laughs> right? BS aside, you you got to admit it would take on a new. Oh, life it most certainly so would. It did. most certainly would. Can you imagine. Yeah, they'd, they'd be making the Netflix documentaries. Uh, off of that yes. Mike Luke yes. conspiracy corner Stephen theory. Stephen Headache Smith exits stage right. <laughs> right. Yes. Antonio Pierce. Stage uh-huh. left. Here we your are. Time, baby. It's your time, baby. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's where we are with that. And we need Antonio Pierce to come back as the D. I don't even care if he's good or <laughs> if he, not. Or if he can't. If, yeah, if he it can't doesn't act. matter Nowadays, you just assume yeah, recruit. That would be just the most, that would be the biggest <laughs> middle finger to ASU ever. You bring in a defensive oh, coordinator man. who I'm sure you have, has like show cause penalties mm-hmm. and stuff. But Arizona's right. not going to, the A isn't going to be good anytime soon. I mean, I <laughs> think that. It? Yeah, Could you see Robbins and Hickey with the nads there? Oh, dude, uh, like, seriously. They're, they're, mean, they're like, oh, man, if they already have disdain for the NCAA over yeah, all the yeah, all, uh, all the current basketball right. stuff, oh, uh, sticking it to the NCAA. What are you do about this right, one? Oh. Yeah. All right. So now, the thing that we do, yeah, the thing that we do, the thing that we do pride ourselves here on the uh, um, I can't wait for this podcast, (laughs) right? Is to breaking down the minutia of every single position. That's absolutely true. Yes, nobody does that to the level that we do. But it's almost like a half-legged centipede. That's the kind of depth we sometimes get into in our previews. But I'm going to title this the half-legged centipede. centipede. (laughs) Um. Well, that's me writing down a note right there. It is, it is. I can oh. I can vouch for that. Okay. I'm witnessing Mike Luke writing down a note. Okay, so... Um, that's not a conspiracy theory, by the way. No, I no, saw it. it's, it's written down. Okay, so... But, being the we... I think sometimes we get caught up too much in the weeds, breaking down the Y receiver mm-hmm, against right, the right. outside linebacker. All you that know. nickel. And, right. Yeah, all yeah. that, you know, mm. talking about DVRing all the Dartmouth games. Right, you know, right. I think, I think, you know what? We're going to go a little bit off track here, and we're not going to break down the specifics for the Territorial Cup game. We're just going to give you our broad ideas okay. of how this game plays out. That sounds out. good. You start, Mike Luke. It's your podcast. Arizona is a 20, or Arizona is a 20 point favorite asu is a 20 point favorite i think that line's about spot on okay i don't like that line at all i gun or water pistol to my head right right yes. tommy gun to your tommy head, gun uh-huh. to my head. Yeah. yes tommy gun to my head uh-huh. i think that asu covers that line mm, okay all right um 
I don't see this game being a real middle ground game, though. I think I think uh, the, I think the A either keeps it a little bit closer than they should, or this is a blowout. Not seventy to seven, obviously. But all right, John Schuster, I've given my my pick. That's where I would go to BetOnline.ag, and you know what? I'd look at it and I'd say, "What did Mike Luke?" Yeah, let's do the opposite. Yeah. Go ahead. What do you got, Josh? The handful of ASU football fans. By the way, I'm going to be up there. Are you? I meant to tell you that. That's what I was going to tell you. Does it change the uh, calculus? That you're there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Right? I mean, how much is the Locked On Wildcats podcast worth up there Mm -hmm. on sheer fan numbers? Now, it's not going to be anything less than 2,500, but I can't imagine that it's going to be more than 10,000. Don't undervalue yourself. It's probably 12 to 15. Yeah, yeah. I I want to be the one that's... The the modesty is flowing right now. It is flowing. The Mike Luke modesty is there. I appreciate the humble brag. Yes, yes, yes. I have some other friends uh, based in Southern California who do that very well. Yes, yes. And you've done an excellent job on on the humble brag. Money's not a thing here. No, no. It just isn't. It just isn't. Yeah, that was a $7,000 dinner, but money doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. The handful of ASU fans... And those who follow ASU and are, are scared to crap yes. about this game. Yes. They yes. because they know ASU's better, and they're afraid that ASU is packed in the season because they're going to the Sun Bowl again. Right. Right. So the hell what? Right. Yes. They've got looming. We've got. They've those. got. They have the looming specter of uh, NCAA sanctions. They've got the Arlen and looming specter (laughs) and other family members of specter looking over them in regards to what they did as far as recruiting is concerned. There's uncertainty in the offseason, and they don't know how focused this team's going to be. A team that last year obliterated their rival in embarrassing fashion. Mm -hmm. When you have that kind of recipe, as a coach, you have to work extraordinarily hard to motivate your team to take this game seriously. Especially, too, when you're a team like ASU that always comes into the season with national title aspirations. Absolutely, and and, and just came a little bit short this year. Just Just a a little little bit bit short. Now, this is entertaining, by the way, that we are making fun of ASU when Arizona lost to NAU this year, but I think and their much... only win was against a team that was out because of COVID. But the reason we can make the reason we can make fun of ASU though is that ASU fans legitimately think they have a great program. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody in it Tucson that says, you know what, outside of Keanu Reeves and Dennis Hopper right. and Speed, yeah. I don't know anybody that says Arizona football good program. Yeah, you know, that was twenty five years ago. Yes, You're right. You yeah. got to watch Speed to remember that to, to think yes, that way. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, so is a does ASU have better talent? Yes. No kidding. Mm. Uh, could ASU win this by the margin that you said they could? Yes. And if ASU implements its game plan, they probably will. That game plan is basically use White as your running back to try to wear things down, open up the passing game, separate yourself in the third and fourth quarter, and win this with reason, reasonably convincingly, kind of like we've seen Arizona be competitive for a while and then fade in the in, late third and into the fourth and you know, the other team wins fairly comfortably. That's probably how this game ought to play out. But if Arizona can stop White early, yes, if Arizona can stop White early and stop ASU's running game and be effective in limiting plays on first and second down to keep the Devils behind the chains, Mm -hmm. the longer that Arizona is in this game, 
the more ASU becomes concerned about what might happen. And if they become concerned about what might happen, they may make some mistakes and Arizona might be able to capitalize. I think Arizona's going to cover the 20, and I think there's a chance Arizona's going to win the game. Remember what I told Oh, you know what? Talk about a juxtapose right here. Yeah. Remember a couple weeks ago when you were saying, uh-huh. I do not agree with that. That's correct. ASU yeah. quitting. Uh-huh. Look. Man, talk about, I can't give you crap about the shoes being on the other foot because the shoes... We're both doing the same thing. I basically like, what are those, Fila's? Yeah. By the way, John Schuster has an underrated shoe game. They always look incredibly comfortable. I have, they have to be comfy. They have to be as comfy as possible. And still, my back is is crap. Those are beautiful. I wear slippers. Those are, as you should. Okay. And you wear them well, I do wear them well. Uh I am going to go... That's humble brag. Another humble brag, yes. But you know what? When you're good, you're good. Um, I'm going to go ASU 31, the A-10. They cover by a half a point. Okay. Uh, In the end, I think I'm going to take ASU as well, but I think it's going to be somewhere in the 23 to 17 range. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think this is going to— This is going down to the wire? There's reason to believe that Arizona can keep this close. I'm just— Would you suggest that they could win? Well, they can win, but I'm not going to suggest that they will. Okay. But I think they're going to make this close, and 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 unfortunately, from an Arizona standpoint, maybe frustrating, and because they were almost there but couldn't use it as the hopeful catapult pulled springboard that they'd like to utilize heading into what they hope is a much improved season two for Jed Fish. All right, well, we'll be back with you Monday, breaking down back to what we do and breaking down the wide receivers who was able to make the outside linebacker shake in his boots on that third and eight. Uh, weird play that nobody can remember what it was called. For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. We hope you had a great Thanksgiving.